Welcome back to the Graham Stephan Show. My name is Graham, and welcome to my show. And today we're going to be speaking with Chris, who's 26 years old and making now a million dollars a year in the medical supply business. But he's got a spending problem. He's spending too much money on uh, cars and boats and stuff, and it's an issue. So anyway, let's bring him on the show and see what's going on. So Chris, welcome to the Graham okay. Stephan Show. What's going on? Not too much. Glad to be here, Graham. Yeah, thanks. So what's up? Yeah, so um, I'm from New Hampshire, and I'm 26-year-old, and I'm the owner of a multi-million dollar medical supply company. I also run a, a few small other businesses and invest in rental properties. My primary business is very risky, so I'm doing my best to build other sources of income to prepare for the worst um, in the future, uh, just to be well-prepared. That's very smart. Um, so, so what's the business that you're in right now? So you said medical supply? Yeah, it's kind of complicated, um, but it's it's a medical supply company that sells diabetes care products. Um, I'm a diabetic myself, and I kind of found um, a weird way to get into the business. I don't know if you've ever seen those signs on the side of the road that say, we buy diabetic test strips, um, yes. but that's kind of what we do on a large wholesale level. Wow. So how long have you been doing this before, and how much are you making from this? Um, so I started this probably um, in the early days of college for me, which may be five years ago, and uh, started it as a side hustle, probably made 500 to 1000 a week. Um, and then I graduated with a degree in horticulture, uh, got a job in um, uh, nursery management, and did that, making not a lot, about 45000 a year. I got pretty tired of that, um, quit that job, and then sort of uh, scaled this. Uh, first year I made 65,000 doing this second year. I made 200,000 third year. I made 500,000, uh, 2018, uh, six or 700,000. And this year we're, we're looking at almost a million. Wow. So, so let's say a million dollars. Is that your net profit at the end of the day? Like after all expenses or what? Wow. So why is this risky? What's it, it seems like this is such a growing business and people are, I hate to say it, people are going to be diabetic. I don't think that's going to change anytime. What, what's the risk in this, you well, know, yeah, slow that, down? That's a great point. We'll always be diabetics, but um, it's just the whole medical business is very risky because it's controlled by insurance companies, federal and state regulations. Um, it just, it's very complicated to take a, a lot to really get into it, but there's a lot of agencies that regulate it. And it, at any one time, um, the food and drug administration could change their mind about the way they regulate my products or an insurance company could change the, their mind about, um, what kind of, um, products they accept and which they don't, um, and therefore potentially putting me out of business. It happens every day in the medical, um, and surgical industry. Got it. Okay. I totally understand that. I get that point of view. So I respect that. So what's the question then? It seems like you're doing exceptionally well. I could be the one asking you advice on this one. So what, what is the, uh, what's the issue going forward here? Uh, so the, so the issue is, you know, like I mentioned, I'm only 26 years old and I kind of, I kind of got into this unexpectedly. I didn't plan on becoming a millionaire by the age of like 24, 25. Um, it just kind of happened. So, you know, I only had, you know, a, a small education in landscaping, basically. So um, I kind of spent a lot of that money irresponsibly, boats, cars. Um, I bought a 
a $700,000 house where my mortgage is $5,000 a month. So I'm trying to, you know, where I have this risky business, I'm trying to do my best to curb some of those irresponsible purchases, which I have been, and focus more on investing, feel good about investing so that I can be comfortable about maintaining my lifestyle for the rest of my life rather than, you know, making this money quick, living a, a good life and just, you know, losing it when there's some insurance regulation or something that impacts my business. Yeah. You know, oddly enough, when you said $700,000 house, I'm not thinking that's that much. I mean, uh, in California, though, like seven hundred grand gets you in, in like a really slummy part of town. So I'm thinking like, wow, that's actually pretty reasonable. Like I have no problem if you're buying a home that's between one and like three times uh, your income, meaning that, you know, uh, you make an $800,000 a year, you buy an $800,000 house. I think that's acceptable. Um, even if this continues for a few years, I think even you buying, you know, a one million something dollar house is totally fine given the income. Um, my biggest thing would just be because this is such a risky industry and because the money could dry up, as you say, to really don't, I wouldn't view any of this as actually your income the way I view it because I, I was the same way. Um, and I like not to downplay how much money I was making before, but I'm making significantly more money from YouTube over the last year than I've ever like, like ever made in a year times like many multipliers just on YouTube. So I, I dealt with the same thing and I've just never felt like this was actually my money. As weird as it sounds, I only think of what that money would make me and then that's my money. So let's say you're making a, you know, a million dollars a year, um, and you're spending, let's just say, your expenses are, you know, hundred grand, and then you have, let's say, four hundred thousand dollars left over after that. Let's just say that. Um, I would basically don't view that four hundred thousand as your income. View that as what can that money make me, and then that's the money that I can spend. So four hundred thousand, if you're making even, you know, five percent of that, you know, that's the amount of money that you would be able to spend every year. Spend, you know, twenty thousand dollars a year on whatever, and that's going to last you indefinitely. So that's always how I viewed all of this. Is just like, what can my money make me if I, if I'm able to save a million dollars and go and invest that in a rental property that makes me fifty thousand a year? Then that's money that I can go and freely spend without feeling guilty about it because I know it's just going to be replenished the next month. If that makes sense. Yeah, I've I've been working on that. It, you know, it's it's difficult because you know the physical gratification of getting a car or a boat or something to that nature. But I've been trying to replace that. Uh, that feeling of, you know, when you spend money on yourself, that good feeling, that, you know, shopping feeling, I'm trying to replace that with, oh, I just bought a, a condo for a rental and I go in there and I, I actually get the same feeling. Um, last week I closed on a, a, uh, my third condo and I went in there and it, it felt like, you know, down payment was $30,000 and it felt better than if I bought a $30,000 car. So yeah. I'm, I'm getting pretty good at uh, replacing that feeling, you know, substituting it with a good thing. Now, I would almost address what the feeling is because at least for me, I know when I spend money, a lot of the time it's out of boredom. You know, it's you're bored and you're like, "Oh, well, what can we do today? Let me spend some money." Like uh like I I had a slow Sunday yeah. <laughs> and um like what, what can I do today? You know what? I want the new iPhone. Feeling like the new iPhone today. I need a new iPhone. I got a new iPhone. So, but, but, you know, if I was really busy that day, if I was like, I got so much to do, I probably wouldn't have bought it right then and there. So I'm wondering if maybe some of the spending is just, you have some free time. Is it, could that be the case? 
I, I do. And that's, that's a funny point that you bring that up. So I started this business and I scaled it to the point where it can't really be scaled anymore. And I'm sure business owners say that all the time because they, they're just lazy and they don't want to work to scale it any further. But I've scaled it nationally and it's pretty much it's pretty much its own thing now. I've hired someone for every single role and uh, they run the company and I basically uh, just figure out how to spend money. <laughs> That's it. So, okay. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to say it. You sound bored. It's so much easier, by the way, anytime you give someone a suggestion, you're like, for me, it's this. And then it's so, so there you go. So that's what I have. I have a feeling you need, you need something to do with your time. It's not spending money because I know if, if you just do this to fill the time and you're like, you know, I'm kind of bored this, but let me go and get a new car and you get a Ferrari. It's going to be fun for a little bit. And then you're going to be like, Oh, you know, what's next? Get the boat. And then, you know, what's next? You need like a little airplane. Um, and it's just it's just going to get worse, and and there's no ending. It's funny I've been thinking about all those things. Knew it, I knew it, because that's what happens when you have money and you're yeah. bored. You're like, let me buy an airplane, let me buy a boat, yeah, let I me get thinking about the Lambo, thinking about the airplane. Like it's all in yeah. the past couple months, but yeah. I, I didn't buy them. I'm, I'm trying to be good. So I see another question by Chris asking then about a Roth IRA because there is an income limit to it. It starts phasing out as you start making more money and then over a certain point you can't contribute to a Roth IRA. Now the reason a lot of people don't suggest a Roth IRA or, or doing what's called a backdoor Roth IRA is because it, it's so niche and it's so specific to a high income earner that not a lot of people uh, will have that apply to them. And so not a lot of people talk about it. But for you, uh, if you're making this amount of money and you know you're going to be making more money in the future, you could do what's called a backdoor Roth IRA. It's basically where you contribute to a traditional IRA, then roll that over to a Roth right afterwards, and that's a way you can get around the income limit and contribute to that. Um, you know, besides that, you know, I, for you, 6000 a year, that's like that's chump change. So you may as well just go through 6000 a year. You can also do what's called a mega backdoor Roth IRA to potentially contribute a little bit more. So just look that up. Mega backdoor Roth IRA or backdoor Roth IRA. Both of those would apply to you. Besides that, I would really just hire the best tax attorney that you could find. Go on Yelp, find somebody who's like five out of five stars who charges a lot of money um, and talk to a good tax attorney. That's going to be the best option for you given how much money you're making. They might just have you start an insurance captive to kind of postpone some of this income, uh, especially if you think this could maybe last a few years. It might be worth it for you to do some other tax deference strategies, you know, to save a little bit of money because taxes are going to eat up a lot. So, uh, you know, I would look into that. A good tax attorney is going to help a lot. Well, cool, man. Well, listen, I really appreciate the call. Thank you so much, and um, definitely keep me posted with everything. Okay, sounds great. Cool. Thanks so much, man. Have a good one. So with that said, you guys, thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. As always, if you have not already destroyed the like button, make sure to hit the like button, subscribe button, and notification bell so YouTube notifies you anytime we post a video. Also, feel free to add me on Instagram. I post it pretty much daily, so if you want to add me there, feel free to add me there. And then also, we got a private Discord group in the description if you guys want to join that. We've got now about like 5,000 members in the group, so if you want to be a part of that, feel free to be a part of it. And then lastly, if you guys want two free stocks... Webull is giving away two free stocks using the link below in the description when you deposit $100. So you may as well just deposit $100. One of the stocks can be valued up to $1,000 if you get really lucky. So you may as well just do that. Get the two free stocks if you want to cash out after that, fine. But otherwise, feel free to do that. Thank you so much for watching and until next time.